Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. So the story is about Bose Eichardt, as I mentioned. He was born a slave in about 1843. His mother was uh, uh, owned by a doctor, Milton Eichardt, and he is probably the father of Bose Eichardt. And so he was raised in the family with a half-brother named W.S. Eichardt. Now, as they moved to Texas, Indians were a constant threat to the settlers, and the clash of the two cultures resulted in a lot of skirmishes. But Bose grew up learning how to farm, handle cattle, work horses, and fight Indians. Now, during the 1850s and 1860s, Bose couldn't help but hone his cowboy skills as a roper, a rider, a wrangler, and he was a diligent, hard-working young man. So he grew up uh, in that atmosphere. Now, having grown up together, Bose and W.S., his half-brother, they knew each other very well. Uh, W.S. proudly told a story about Bose chasing down some Indians thought to have stolen his horse. He says, Bose chased after the Indians, shouting, Oh, yes, darn you. <laughs> I'm sure he said darn, well, right? I'm sure he did. You've got my horse. Well, he and a group of cowboys chased them until one of the group was actually killed by an Indian. Well, this forced the end of the chase. So, anyway, when the Civil War ended in 1865, the two Icard boys went their separate ways. Now, W.S. got into the cattle business and eventually introduced Hereford Cattle to Texas. He went on to become very successful. The 13th Amendment to the Constitution abolished slavery, and Bose earned his freedom. Now, during the fall and spring roundups, Bose hired out and joined other cowboys in gathering and branding cattle and getting them ready for the market. Bose then heard of an opportunity for adventure that kind of got him excited. Now, here's a name that is well known, Oliver Loving. He was a Texas pioneer in the cattle industry and another well-known guy, Charles Goodnight, a Texas cattleman. Well, they decided to join forces on a cattle drive from Texas to New Mexico and Colorado. So Bose planned on joining them as a drover. So Bose was hired. He would come to develop a lifelong friendship with the legendary Goodnight. Now, Bose, who was then in his early 20s, was glad to join up with the experienced trail drivers and cattlemen. Oliver Loving was 54 at this time, a little bit old, you know, to be getting into a business like that. And Charles Goodnight was only 31. So a little bit of difference in their ages, but good partners. Well, Longhorn cattle roam free, grazing on the vast Texas ranges and multiplying to produce an abundance of Texas cattle. So the two cattlemen had plans for the surplus cattle. And basically, they were free to anyone who could round them up because they were just wild out there. So Loving and Goodnight decided to blaze a new trail with the intention of opening, opening up new northern markets for the beef. So here we are, it's 1866. Bose Icard made his first trail drive. From Texas, heading toward the new and profitable markets in New Mexico, together the three cowboys were blazing one of the most well-known cattle trails in U.S. history, the Loving and Goodnight. You know, they combined their herds, numbering between 2,000 and 3,000 head of cattle. Bose was the best top hand out of the 18 drovers hired to drive the cattle. Well, he proved himself to be valuable. Uh, in short time, he became Loving and Goodnight's right-hand man. Yeah. 
Now, good night, loving and Icard left from Texas and headed west and then north to Fort Sumner, New Mexico. Now, this is where Charles Goodnight had established a ranch. Now, this portion of the trail they blazed together is generally referred to as the Goodnight Trail. And again, that's a well-known uh, cattle trail uh, throughout the West. Well, the Texas Longhorns had twice the endurance of other cattle. They actually were smart enough. They spaced themselves out on the trail so they would not overheat and could fatten up in a short amount of time on the grasslands before being taken to market. So for three long, painful days, Bose guided the cattle across this rattlesnake-infected land. Uh, the herd smelled water four miles out from the Pecos River. Well, the thirst-crazed animals took off at full speed, and Bose did his best to control the herd. But it was impossible to stop thousands of animals averaging 1,500 pounds. So upon reaching the river, a lot of the cattle drank themselves to death, and others were actually trampled or drowned. Well, it took another three days for Bose and his men to direct the reduced herd on the long drive north to eastern New Mexico. Now, even though Bose and his outfit lost 300 head of cattle, they were rewarded for their efforts. Uh, the forts along the way were happy to have uh, good beef, and so Goodnight and Loving sold a good portion of their stock, making a total of $12,000 in the deal. So they actually uh, turned out pretty good, considering they had lost quite a few in that uh, kind of stampede for water. So if you think cattle can't smell water, they can. Well... Loving uh, continued north to Denver with the remaining seven to 800 cattle. Meanwhile, Goodnight and Icard made the 700-mile ride back to Texas to get another 1,200 steers before winter set in. Now, Bose then helped Loving and Goodnight set up winter camp. Loving and Goodnight formed a partnership with a handshake and planned to take cattle to Santa Fe uh, and Fort Sumner filling government contracts. Well, Bose rode with Charles Goodnight from Texas to Colorado on a lot of cattle drives from 1866 to 1871, including the four major drives, 1866, 67, 68, and 69. Now, there was one, the ill-fated cattle drive of 1867, uh, planned to extend the trail farther north. But Goodnight, Loving, and Icard uh, confidently set out to blaze their trail north uh, through Texas, the New Mexico Territory, and the Colorado Territory. They planned to end up in Cheyenne, Wyoming, over a quarter of a, quarter of a million cattle would eventually go to market over this 2,000-mile trail. But it came at a cost. Now, just think, think about that, folks. 2,000 miles herding cows day and night. Well, the 1867 drive had trials, including Indian confrontations, stampedes, and death. Oliver Loving was in a hurry to get to Santa Fe, New Mexico. It was already July, and other cattle drives would arrive by August, so Loving intended to arrive early to secure contracts. It's kind of like the first one there. It was one that got the best deal. So Goodnight preferred they stay together, but Loving was determined to ride ahead. So he and another cowboy, a guy by the name of One-Armed Bill Wilson, took off against Goodnight's advice. Now keep that in mind, One-Armed Bill, obviously, must have only had one arm. So Loving and Wilson were within, within 250 miles of Fort Sumner, just three days out of camp, when they ran into a band of Comanche. 
The two men fought more than 80 Indians for two days. Loving suffered wounds on his head, on his side, uh, one in his arm. Wilson decided to go for help, and he escaped. He was floating down the river at night and then walked barefoot for three days on a long, difficult journey back to the herd. Well, you can imagine it was really tough on him. He nearly collapsed, collapsed when Goodnight, Goodnight and Icard came upon him. So Wilson, uh, 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 headed up the river and, uh, Loving actually was still alive and he was found by some Mexican vaqueros, uh, who had, and by this time Loving had been without food for days. Uh, the cattlemen promised them a sizable sum of $150 if these vaqueros would take him to Fort Sumner. Well, when Goodnight arrived at Fort Sumner, it seemed at first that Loving would survive his wounds, but then he began to get bad. He began to fail. His arm, which should have been amputated, but too much time had gone by and gangrene set in. Loving died from the infection on September 25th, 1867. Well, on his deathbed, Loving asked Goodnight to look after his family and nine children to return his body home to Texas. So now we've lost uh, Loving, but we still got Icard and, and Goodnight. Now, Bose Icard and Charles Goodnight continued on to Colorado with the herd. Goodnight depended on Icard for almost everything. Now, understandably, Icard and Goodnight were upset by the death of their friend. But Bo stayed on after Loving's death and continued to work for Goodnight a total of four years. He was unofficially Goodnight's business partner in every respect. And remember when I started, they said they made this with a handshake. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that uh, I wish we could go back to. Oh, you know, now I've, got to, now I've got to sign it on a piece of paper. Yeah. So anyway, Icard and Goodnight drove thousands of cattle from Texas to New Mexico, Colorado, and Wyoming on the Goodnight Loving Trail that they blazed. Together, they faced dangers. They got in scrapes and survived attacks, stampedes, dangerous river crossings. I mean, it, it was a rough life. Now, Bose was Goodnight's dependable right-hand man, and he saved Goodnight's life several times. After a vicious Indian attack, Bose tended Goodnight's wounds, warded off the Indians, and almost single-handedly recaptured the scattered cattle, saving them thousands of dollars. So you can see what a, an important guy he was. Anyway, Charles Goodnight trusted Bose Icard implicitly, and more than once, he let Bose carry large sums of money they received in cash payments for their cattle. Actually, at times, Icard would carry upward of $20,000 on his person. Wow. Now, you're talking, what, seven, eight times that amount in today's money, at least. But the past two years on the trail had been long and hard and had taken their toll. Uh, both Icard and Goodnight kind of lost their passion for driving cattle after Loving died. So... In the late 1860s, Bose Icard settled down. He married a Texan named Angelina, who had also formerly been a slave. Um, you know, the black population in Colorado in 1870 was just uh, about 197. And sadly, as some Easterners moved in, they brought along some of their prejudices that, uh, you know, it's tough to get away from, I guess. Anyway, Bose bought some land in 1869 and lived and worked on his farm with Angelina and their six children, five of whom grew to adulthood. Now, even then, Indian attacks were still common. 
In 1869, Bose fought alongside his former master, uh, you remember his dad, really, Dr. Milton Eichard, in the seemingly never-ending battle with the Comanche Indians. Now, Bose and Angelina had a peaceful life, really. They were married for over 30 years. Bose Eichard and Charles Goodnight got together and attended old cowboy reunions. Uh, in fact, Bose Eichard was living with his sister in Austin, Texas, when he suffered the effects of influenza and died around the age of 85. Now, Bose Eichard's obituary in the Weatherford Daily Herald on January 7, 1929, read, and I'm going to quote this uh, from the newspaper, it said, Bose Eichard colored one of the old-time Negroes of Weatherford and Parker County, died at Austin Friday, January 4th. The body was shipped to Weatherford, arriving here Sunday, and funeral services and burial took place Monday afternoon. Bose Eichard was well known to nearly all the older residents of Weatherford, where he lived for perhaps 50 years. He was very old, being variously guessed from 85 to 90 by those who knew him. He had been living in Austin, but for a short time. So that was the obituary in 1929. Now, Goodnight actually commissioned a special granite marker to be erected at Eichard's grave in 1929. And uh, so on this inscription that he put, uh, here's what it says, quote, Bose Eichard, 1859-1928, served with me four years on the Goodnight Loving Trail, never shirked a duty or disobeyed an order, rode with me in many stampedes, participated in three engagements with Comanche's splendid behavior. What a, what a tribute uh, for Charles Goodnight to make to, to this uh, not only employee, but great friend. So Goodnight and Loving thought a great deal of Bo's Eichard. Now, there was a book that came out, a kind of a fictional book called Lonesome Dove, and I know a lot of you have heard of that, but it revolves around three cowboys with connections to Parker County, Texas. Now, the book was based on the adventures of cattle barons Charles Goodnight and Oliver Loving and the right-hand man, Bose Eichard. And in the movie, Danny Glover played Bose Eichard in that movie. So, yeah, a good, good actor. And I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie again. Now, in 1990, over 100 descendants of Goodnight, Loving, and Icard, well-known names in Texas ranching, gathered together for a reunion in Weatherford, Texas. And so, with these three men, you know, uh, all the children, grandchildren, that had to be a, a pretty great occasion. Now, Bose Icard is further immortalized at the Fort Worth Stockyards in Texas, in 1997, he was posthumously inducted into the Texas Trail of Fame. A statue of Bose is erected uh, nearby. In 1999, Arc Icard was again posthumously awarded the Western Heritage Award at the Oklahoma City National Cowboy Hall of Fame and Western Heritage Center. So, you know, uh, not so much around here, but I think down around Texas and that area, there's generations of sh- uh, school children that will remember the heroic Bose Icard who arrived in Texas as a slave and went on to achieve fame. And he, to me, this is a, an amazing story uh, of uh, 
Bo's eye card, and I, I would think that would make a good movie with just his life of what he did. So that's kind of the story of Bo's eye card, and uh, uh, this comes from a book. Uh, it's called Black Cowboys of the Old West. True, sensational, little-known stories from history. So I quite enjoyed that story about a man that probably is not as well-known as good night and loving. Right. But obviously a brave, courageous, dedicated man. Raised a family, married. Honorable. Honorable, yeah, trustworthy. I mean, how many, how many men back then could you trust with $20,000 to carry for miles and miles? Yeah, and, oh, and, and not take off and never yeah. be seen from again. Yeah. But, the, the, you know, the trail drives were, they were rough. Uh, I, I, one story I remember, uh, uh, quicksand could come and go on these rivers. You might have two or three herds go through the same spot on a river, no problem. The next herd comes through the next day, and they're going to be in quicksand. In fact, uh, one story, uh, uh, they got the, all the herd across, about 25 cows were still stuck in the uh, quicksand. And so what they would do, they would throw a rope around the cow. They would go out into the river, and they would, uh, with their hands, move the sand away from the leg, pull the leg up beside that cow's belly, and tie it up there. Then they'd get the other leg, pull it up, and tie it up there. Uh-huh. And then the back legs, up, up. So you got, uh, and even the tail. They would even uh, un- undo the tail, pull it up. So you got this cow that's kind of like a toboggan. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, Sliding it across. Yeah. And so they hook on with the horse, and they just kind of uh, slide him out of the river. Huh. But there, there was one particular cow that was being very stubborn. They could not pull him out, could not pull him out. So they, hooked, they had four cowboys with horses trying to pull him out, still couldn't get him. So they took the chuck wagon, put a rope around the cow. So now they have four cowboys, a chuck wagon with four mules. They're pulling, pulling, <coughs> excuse me. Finally, the cow comes out, except, uh, guess what? One of his legs is still out in the, sun, uh, in the uh, quicksand. Oh, no. One of the legs had come undone, was in the quicksand. And, That's what they were having for dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, fresh beef. But, <laughs> but that just gives you an idea of how, um, how the suction of quicksand, how, how it can hold something. Yeah. I'm, I've never experienced it, but, but I know that uh, that's what happens. But, you know, the stampedes and uh, the amazing, and most of those seem like they occur at night, you know, lightning or just even a, something to just a, yeah, a coyote or something. And, man, they are off and running. And, uh, you know, I've read stories of cowboys that uh, in the middle of the herd, and if they come off their horse, they go out there and all they find is, and I hate to say it, but just bits and pieces. Yeah, cause just trampled. Yeah, trampled to death. But And the cold and the heat and the, you know, the thirst, uh, the Indians. Uh, and some of the Indian tribes actually charge them a, a fee to go, go through the property. Yeah, so much, so much per cow. But uh, one story I didn't mention about bows uh he he could estimate really closely how many cows were in a herd. And uh, at one point, there was a herd of cattle, I don't know, 3,000, and they were had a buyer there, and they said, well, how many cows you got here? And Bose came up with a figure, and, and he said, well, you're just guessing. And so they did a count, and he was off by maybe two. Wow. So, you know, quite an ex- exceptional man, really was. So what are you going to be talking about next week now that Zeb's going to be back in studio next week? You know, have you figured out a topic or are you going to fly by the seat? That's, that's one of those mysteries that, <laughs> that I will know about next Sunday night. Yes. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much, Dr. History, for coming on into the studio. And uh, we always enjoy seeing you. Now, obviously, you had a wonderful trip. I did. Went down to St. George. Uh, it was warmer, but not great. I did a little bit of golfing and uh, uh, made it through the snow and the cold to get down there and back. So, yeah. It was it was a good week off down there. Well, I'm sure it was. Well, so we're definitely uh, glad to have you back. Oh, with I, us. also real quick, yes. I want to say uh, thank you. I got a card from Nicholas. Oh, uh, he sent me a card this past week, and Nicholas, thank you for that card. I appreciate that. Oh, that's very nice when people send you cards. I always like to get cards.